delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off hi jashree hi thank you so much for coming and spending this time chatting with me i really appreciate it making the time i know how busy you are and i really appreciate you doing this so do you have your cup of coffee ready with you i do that's yeah. wonderful and what i'm going to do is pour myself my cup so that and then settle back nicely and have a chat with you as we go yes life yes life mm Nothing like a sip of coffee. So, Jeffrey, if you are when you are holding this brew in your hand, and if you can just hold it in your hand, you see it. Lovely. And if you just close your eyes with it, keep it in both your hands, and close your eyes, and tell me what image comes to your mind. Any image. A garden in front of me, big image of Ganesh, which I have at home. This is the one in the garden. Wow, the my own garden. Okay, all right. Thank you. Well, you can open your eyes whenever you want to. Good. Yeah. Okay. So this image, can you talk to me a little bit about it? I, I love the image of the garden in front of me because I spend anything between five to eight hours a day here. See the garden. But this suddenly, when you asked me, where is it? I suddenly saw this. I have a small image of a small tree of Ganesh's home. So I have seen one became very, very large. So I have to always say it's just beautiful because it's lovely, colorful, it's so very passionate and pretty design of the image that I have. And this is the same kind of what I think it was. Yes, there is beauty, there is symmetry, there is color, there is uh, charm because it's set in the middle of the garden. So, beauty, symmetry, color, charm, and in the middle of the garden. What What do these words mean to you? What is beauty in your life? What translates into beauty? And you can look at me. You can look at me. Look at yeah. Me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what does beauty mean to me? Music, loved ones. Uh, Integrity, passion, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. What else? What else beauty means to me? No, oh, how does it all knit together? Life. How does it all knit together? It's just life, right? Life and living. Um, and I guess constantly, I, I don't say constantly in search of, but could be in search of. Uh, you know, like uh, passion and uh, integrity. You know, it's just me. Mm-hmm. Love in relationship. is experiencing or feeling yeah. symmetry and aesthetic is external beauty so yeah. it's internal entirely to like integrity and that is entirely internal love and relationship is with others and beauty is larger life i guess that's how i would describe it this process so it's really very very beautiful what you say it's about i and the other And the environment that contains the eye and the other. Yeah. Would that would that be? Yeah, that absolutely, absolutely. And that 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 environment could be relatively just existing in 
now, it would be the universe. It would be just as wide and large as this. When I think of beauty uh, in external environment, it could go as far as looking at the star filled sky, it you know, expanses of grass, meadows, it could be the forest, that beauty could be a beautiful human being. Yeah, yeah it's very varied the expression of beauty. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, right? Yeah. Right. So, as you reflect, if I was to ask you to reflect on your life, yeah, you, you've lived some, Jashree. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your journey, about some of the highs. Uh, how do you see it? If you were to be like a third-party view of your life, what do you see? What do you see about Jashree? What do you see Jashree as? It may be most easy for me to kind of uh, do a few, few instances, but in a kind of chronological manner. So, you're my guest, be my guest. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I guess just the recognition of my own identity. Possibly when I was seven, eight years, six or seven years old, and you know, changing my own name, whatever was given me, to making it my own, and going and telling my class teacher to say, I'm Jish. So, I think that is one of the things in first in terms of recognizing myself, I recall. Giving us down the line, so I'm, I'm, I'm one second. I'm coming in, coming in here. So you mean that you the, your name did not work for you, and you decided to go to your teacher and tell her to change your name. That, yeah, and uh, that worked. Yes, she yeah. worked forever. Okay. Well, it uh, yeah, it is it is work. There are times I think that oh, it could have been different <laughs> now, meaning when I was fifties or sixties or something. But yes, yeah, so far it is worked. Uh, yeah, I've never felt that oh, I should. Just absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. Go ahead. So, yeah. Then, uh, so then I'm not getting into no specific and academics. No, 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 no. But I think one of probably the most defining moment of my life is what I recall. It's probably in seventh standard or so, I'm mean, age wise. And I was walking back home from school. Oh. And the, it was, I, I lived, lived on the coast, so literally, the ocean. But as I was walking, the clouds in the, I still remember that whole that ex, that experience of a few seconds. There were white clouds in the sky, in the blue sky, and I was late coming home. And the, so I, I think almost halfway through walk, my walk, I was worried, you know, will my mother say she'll be unhappy and uh, you know, what will happen. And I, just, I was obviously walking fast. And then suddenly I stopped, looked at the sky, looked at the clouds. And told myself, for human, I mean, I don't think I use those words with the vocabulary, but I remember the experience, which basically talked to me saying, in human life, the end is the bit. And if you're not worried about that, don't worry about anything else. It doesn't matter. That's and uh, I think till day, that is what I'm absolutely fearless because of that moment. That's amazing. Absolutely. So, think about it and I said that was to me is possibly one of the most spiritual experience. Wow. And so literally in 10 seconds I stopped looked at the sky and looked at the and I said human life death is the thing and it doesn't matter. Anyway, so that has helped me all my life. So if you ask me what makes the industry is being fearless. Uh, then, I, then a lot of joys in terms of marvelous eternally Others love. So I think what makes issue is that love. Just, just uh, 
in the readings, the music, experiencing everything in moving from a small Uttari, like a village place, in a great school, a great school in a village, and moving to a city, getting into university, experiencing everything, great amount of joy, falling in love, absolutely incredible life, and a constant should I say the intensity? You know, when I talk about intensity, there's also the intensity on one hand of love, emotions, and on the other hand, just the intellectual curiosity to want to know everything, to find out everything, to, to interact with everything, whether it's human beings, whether it's books, whether, whether knowledge, whether it's learning new things, but doing. And, uh, and in some ways, in my, not in my head or my heart, but Externally, I do believe, and I reflect on that, to say it became for many other, not many others, but people who loved and significantly loved, it became a kind of contradiction for them to deal with that intense emotion, which meant like all consuming on one hand. That was true for me also, but in that moment, the very next moment, I could be intellectually curious and just go into something. And to, I think, it, I, I made... I don't even want to say I made their life difficult, but I made it uh, challenging for people around me to to relate to me, to grapple with me, right? Um, and, I, and I don't look back with either anger or compassion, compassion possibly, but not with any kind of judgment. But I, I, I reflect and see it is me who created that as a stimuli for them to be able to re- respond to. I thought it was, it was kind of challenging. Do you, do you, I mean, I'm so intrigued by what you're saying, do you, and it's not the first time I'm hearing this, of course, Shashi, uh, given our long connect and relationship for so many years, uh, of knowing each other and working with each other, but I'm, you know, in this capacity, thinking about it now, do you see it as a paradox, when people are seeing it as a paradox, but do you, what do you see it as? Uh, so, internally, it has never bothered, ever. I see that as a, as a, uh, interestingly, very interestingly, I see it as a continuum. Mm, mm. He, in some ways, things like uh, uh, music mm. or uh, uh, humor, mm. those things, in a way, kind of connect the two in my way of being. Mm. Uh, so to say, you could be intensely emotionally in a moment, mm. and something you know gives layers to your that. Whether it's intellectually stimulating, it is new experience. So no, so it hasn't been a paradox for me. But not in some ways in response to the question, what makes you think these are the things which I give to you. Yeah, that's unique and it's obviously a gift. And you know, I, I really do believe from the I come from the perspective, Jeshri, of each each individual has something very different and very new to add to humankind. Yes. And that is what totally, you know, makes me very curious to see what facet are you in? What's your color? What's your flavor? What's the fragrance? And I, I think it's about celebrating, celebrating and saluting that. That that's that's the whole that's the whole of you know the the reason for coffee and soul, you know. And uh, so when you talk about that, uh, okay, so talk a little bit about your school. School in a village, you said, but a lovely school. What, what, I mean? So this is a school which was in the area of 400 acres. Yeah, yeah. It had farm, I mean, but all of the, the products that grew there was used for, it was a residential school for boys. Yeah. Um, 
my father had farms and orchards uh, just on the literally on the boundary of it. And because he himself had been freedom fighting and stuff, he basically offered to this after partition this uh, school had come up because it was close to Karachi and the Indian government gave land to the same institute in India uh, in, in this particular space. So my father actually was in Mumbai, Bombay in those days, and moved partly in the, in uh, with respect to this gentleman who had founded the institute to say, I will administer and manage all your property, but mainly the farms because he was an agriculturist by education. And he had his own farms and orchards for the farm. So in that capacity, so there were a few girls from the neighborhood, from villages around and stuff. So I think there were like in all 380 boys and about 12 or 13 girls. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I did my own brothers were there in the school. And the, the school was based on Gandhian principles. Um, so uh, it was just beautiful. It was the whole day. It was residential. So starting from 5 in the morning till 9, 9.30 at night was the whole schedule. And we all followed it. Yeah. So uh, it, the classrooms were beautiful. It, it, they were only half walls, not fully, you know, but beautifully constructed. Independent units. Each class was independent units spread across the thing, and and having mango trees right around it everywhere, wherever you went. And if you walked a little further, you could go into orchards of baba, all kinds of chiku and obviously lots of bananas were hosted. Yeah, so so we could wander around anywhere at any time. Safety was never ever a concern. My parents, after time where I was, uh, our school started at nine in the morning. There, were, there was no system of bell, ringing the bell. So you had a quarter to nine, the news started, and that basically was a signal that we came to get together for an assembly. So you could listen to the news and then just get on with it, and everybody would come to the So from 9 to 11.30 was school in the morning, then you bathed for lunch, for that. Came back at 2 o'clock, 2 to 4.30 were the day classes, 4.30 to 5.30 games, sports, things. Uh, then we went home. After 5:30, boarders went back, had a bath, got ready, went for walks, so you know, had the free time, had their meals, so did we. And then there were evening prayers. And after that, there was homework time for one of them. Sounds, sounds, sounds really Absolutely. good. Absolutely, yeah, delightful. Yeah, yeah. But tell me, are you. No pressure, yeah. no examinations. Uh, amazing, amazing. So you, I know, work in the field of education and you've been working in education now for many, many years. I don't want this to be a work conversation, but I want to understand from you your passion for education. What what drives you? Uh, you know, so many, you're in the seventh decade of your life and you're still so driven to continue to work in education. What what drives you? What's the, what's the thing, Jayashree? What doesn't let you hang up your boots you're constantly doing so much in this field, still so, so relevant and uh, so sought after. Uh, what what is it? So I have, want to start by saying it, it could be as prosaic as I'm habitual. <laughs> it will be, be anything as a right? Yeah. Um, on the other hand, from time to time, I reflect on it. I think it's not even about you know learning math, science, language. It's not even about academic excellence, children must study. All of those are parts of it possible. Most important to me is human beings, all human beings must have opportunity to grow as they would wish to be. Now there are some sadhan 
know, there are some things which need to be with you in order to be able to explore that world. So some, some tools, some some tools. Some tools. I think the the not all of the tools, but some set some tool sets do come from education. So let's say, for example, reading uh, to be able to understand numbers, to be able to uh, understand the environment around you, right? Social, cultural, uh, natural, all that. Those. Uh, so when you when you use tools, you become adept at using the tools. Sure. Yeah. So the schooling is a practice to use the tools in a structured manner that it gets created. Yeah. But my hope is, and so, so I mean, partly I have to say I owe it entirely to my own school, right? That it gives you tools and mechanisms to explore life the way you like to. Now, whether I want, by, by reading a, a simple small book of my little man on changing, right? The name of it is changing. You read that, somebody in Sweden who's an actor, uh, the way in which she explores life, you know, I would have never known it if I didn't know how to read. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the so, so what, what enriches you in life will be lost. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. I don't have those tools to be able to explore, explore experience life. Yeah. And I, for me, education means um, exploring human potential. How do we enable the human being? At least to an extent. I won't say entirely. To an extent, how do we enable a human being to be able to see this this beauty of this universe and what all it offers, human, animal, otherwise, man-made, God-made, nature, natural creation, whatever. Uh, and I think that's what possibly, that's possibly the only big answer I can give. The rest would be just habit. <laughs> I love the big and the small. Joe, <laughs> uh, uh, what is... All of us in our lives have some low points. If you have some low points, yes. Are, are there anything? Is there anything that you'd like to share on that? What was some of and how did you? I, my my whole idea is not to to kind of well. My idea is to look at it and say, how did you navigate it? What did you do that? What did you learn from those instances? And what did you do to move into another space? So. Any anything that you could reflect back on, and I'm happy to share. Yeah. So, uh, some in personal journey of my own, some in professional journey. Let me start with a professional instance in terms of and and an organization. You are fully familiar with it. Yeah, I, I work with it. Yeah, huh. so Center for Education Management Development. I think it was something which which came once again. I also want to say that while I teach. Planning and goal setting, and you know, it must be. I have to say, most of my life has been unnavigated. I mean, unnavigated. I haven't planned that I will start an organization, just kind of came about. So, in any of these things, it's more synthetic way of moving forward rather than a planned analytical way. So, analytical way is not necessarily my way. I like to do analysis, but then leave it, and it then happens. Uh, so in that organization, you know, one of the truly loved human beings, or one of the loved human members, possibly misguided, possibly whatever, or his fate, such a thing. But it came about uh, that that organization almost sunk. And uh, I think for a, uh, two two years and three months, I would say about 27 months, I stayed on the organization so that it was profound and I'm able to kind of stabilize it in a least to a man in a manner that three years or so this organization won't have difficulty in surviving 
forward. Uh, so was that a low point? Absolutely. Is it something that all my life I feel bad about that I could not continue with that organization or continue? Um, do I regret leaving it? Am I glad that I stuck around? Yes, that out of principle I feel that yes, I'm glad that I'm funding, I stayed on shore, all that. So those are good things. But those 27 months were quite very difficult months for me in my life. Um, how, in terms of mitigating it, I have to say, and even in my personal journey, in my personal life, the setbacks and things, I think factors have really helped me, and both I see it as God's gift. One is, I understand fully that in human life, pain is inevitable. You will have, one will have pain. Pains will come, whether it's loss of people in your life, loss of wealth, it could be loss of prestige. The pain is inevitable. Misery is not. As individuals, we make a choice to remain miserable or not miserable. That, 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 can I avoid pain? Because, because by me, it could be caused by others, it could be caused by circumstance, larger universal factors, national factors, whatever it is. I can't avoid it. Do I need to remain miserable? No. So even in my personal losses in terms of relationship, Passing away. My, starting with my parents passing, my mother passing to start. Have I enjoyed life after that? Have I been happy after that? Yes. Does it, uh, the other piece, so that one is I don't want to be But I started in so much I still did myself. This is my job. Sure. Uh, the other part is I don't believe in feeling guilty. It's not that I never feel guilty. I do. But I always ask myself. What could you now change that rather than regretting 10 years back, what you did in five years back, and how terrible it was? So I have made mistakes and I feel guilty about it for a short while. But then I immediately ask myself, what do I need to do? Or if it is the other people who have uh, disappointed or done anything wrong with them, then I try to do those things. That's very life affirming, Jeshree. I think that's that's beautiful. So, yeah. Those two things have helped not to remain miserable, not to feel guilty, and, and make good, do something, not to feel guilty, not out of carelessness. Sure. Your consciousness to say, if you know that you did something which is causing this, let me act, do something to be good. So, I think once you begin to do that, the regret goes away. It's filled more with compassion. Compassion for yourself, but also. You know, you've been a, you've been, you've been, a great leader to many. You've been a you've been a mentor. You've been a guide. You've been a trainer. You've been a coach. You've been a, a support, uh, and so many people so look up to you still in in in, in various aspects of of your life. Um, it's 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 a very blessed state, isn't it, Rishi, to have this kind of a what's what's your take on that? What do you what do you think about that? As you say. That possibly could be true in terms of the uh, I have to say the way I see it yeah. is I see it as you know it is their love for what you bring into their life, not so much who you are or you know how much knowledge you have or whatever. It's what you bring to their life. And very often I think it is it is of course it, it, it may be centrality to knowledge, things. So like a more information or knowledge but to me it is manner in which it is provided and that manner which I'm talking about is also not something physical visible or but I, I think it is uh, 
That's how I think it, and I hope I'm right. Yeah. And it's the love and compassion which which we which it happens. And I didn't know that. It, I have begun to understand that it lasts 15, 18 years. Before that, it was because I do know that even in my early career, there are people who would just love to go, my colleagues, and or even my students. They would truly love, uh, and and I never paid any attention to say why do they. I just thought that's how it is. Yeah. I didn't realize it that it was. Then I think in over years, in possibly in last fifteen, fifteen, eighteen years, then I began to realize it's what they what appeals to people is that the connection. Love for the other human being, which which is what that that relationship, which is untold, unarticulated. There are no words. I don't use data and data and those kinds of words officially ever. So I, I just think that they and and I I don't even attribute that to myself. I think that human spirit they are able to connect. I see it more than anything else. I give them. Yeah, totally. I agree. I, I I understand exactly what you're saying. I think I do. Uh, but what uh, if I was to ask you, what's the unique uh, and and you're pretty much saying the unique lens? What is it that you bring? You think which is totally uh, unique to you? That you're asked. There's no other Jersey Oza in this world. There's just one. What is that unique something that she brings that no one else does? What facet of The multifaceted. If I have no other words to say, but if I was to say, think of the, of the universe or God or two, you know, so many angles and so many facets, like a diamond. Oh, so many. What facet are you of the universe? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would say love, compassion, and integrity. Love, compassion, and integrity. And if I was to ask you, what is going to? What is your legacy? What are you leaving? What will you leave? What do you think? I would like to. I would say I don't know. Really, I would like to leave behind a, a, a smile on people's faces when they think of me and a glimmer in the eye. That's beautiful. That's what I would like. To. I think that's really, really beautiful. And that's the the uniqueness of 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 this is when they think of you. Mm. What else would you like to share about your journey? It's not to have human lives, but that you were born, you be. There isn't. Uh, I don't even particularly believe that you, you as an individual, are karta. You are doing it. It's it's just a part of the cycle, and that's the other thing that keeps me going all the time. Is to say, it's. I mean, you can think of the hundreds of thousands of years to elements brought in that whole time span. So, be and while you are be, while you are there, do. But when you do. It's nothing beyond the being aspect. It's not like that's what it is. That's really beautiful. Is there a metaphor that you'd like to leave us with? Anything that you've lived by? It can be anything. Piece of poetry or song. Anything that you has been like a, almost like a banner, actually, you know, like a metaphor for life. In my case, there are too many. So, is there one that stands out to you? Just sustained by your truth. I've really enjoyed this conversation and. Uh, And just to be able to no, and just to be able to glimpse into the vast journey that we've tried to cover. There's so much more, and I know that you know, uh, just trying to cover the high points and the low points. It's what makes you you. What what drives you? What, uh, I'm really really appreciate your sharing this with me, and I hope it's been uh, 
interesting experience for you as well. Of course, of course. And uh, the deal for reflecting so it was beautiful. Very nice. Very happy to be here. It's a it's a pleasure, Jayashree. Thank you for coming in and sharing and being the first person I've I've, I've interviewed for coffee and so. And maybe the Ganesha was there to bless this venture. Ah, how did you arrive there? Think about it. Uh, but um, very best wishes. This will be a grand success. What a what a what a unique idea to start with. So take care. Lots of love. Thank you, Jeshri. Thank you for your time and attention, and for being a part of Soul Brews with Shiva. Until next week. Keep the coffee swirling.